to the Junior Seau episode of the presentation of the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, I'm here by Gregory Moreland's here. It's a great day out here in the Bay Area, isn't it, Greg? No, you just pissed me off. And why are you upset today? This is the Tim Linscom episode. No, Junior Seau is far better than that. I, I like Junior Seau. Obviously, rest in peace, Junior Seau. But this is the Tim Linscom episode. No. No, I can't give the Giants any credit. I, I don't even want to do it right now. I don't want to do the podcast. You seem upset. Yeah. You ruined my day. I ruined your day? Yeah. Because I didn't you think really upset Tim Linscom episode. You really upset me. And Tim Linscom one of your favorite players of all time. Indeed. Next to who? Barry Bonds, Buster Posey. If we're just talking baseball players, it's those three. And Barry Bonds is number one. Yeah. Posey's number two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Timmy might be two. Why is Timmy two? Timmy's the one that started everything. He's the one that started that dynasty that the Giants had. Two Cy Young Awards. I mean, I love Buster. Trust me, I love Buster. But Timmy, I mean, everyone wanted to have the Tim Winscombe, you know, wind up and stuff like that. The awkward, the freak. Big time, Timmy Jim. I mean, he had the Sports Center commercials. And you're just disrespecting him. I mean, that's just straight disrespect. You know, I was never a Lincecum fan. I was a Buster Posey fan. <clears throat> How are you not a Tim Lincecum fan? Why would I like Tim Lincecum? Dude was like 5'10", throwing 97 with the nastiest changeup I've ever seen in my life. How could you not like that? I was too busy invested in watching Trevor Cahill pitch. Watching Brett Anderson. Three-run bombs every inning. Yeah, Brett Anderson. You know, he had the lefty machine. God, and Dallas Braden with his little pound pound, pound town. That's just stupid, ridiculous. I'm done. Greg's officially done. Well, thank you for enjoying this episode of the West Coast Press podcast. Um, it was awesome being on here for the one minute that this episode is. But we'll see you next Monday. Or next Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't know, whenever, whenever we decide to do another podcast. It was 2.25, Greg, you're not good at counting. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't count every second. I like to live in the moment, unlike you, Chris. Wow. Dane, Dane, shots fired, okay. Pound pound. Also, Greg, I think you have an exciting announcement with Swaggy Wednesdays. I'm not ready to announce nothing yet. Me and Swaggy E have not come together to figure out exactly what Swaggy Wednesdays is. I don't know why you guys haven't figured that out already. It takes time to develop greatness. You, you remember how long it took us to develop West Coast Preps? It takes time to develop greatness, just like it did for West Coast Preps. Greatness doesn't isn't built in one day. West Coast Preps wasn't built in a day, just like Rome wasn't built in a day. The two greatest empires ever were not built in a day. So how long do you think it's going to take for this <clears throat> Swaggy Wednesdays venture to appear? Look for something in March. You'll, we'll be updated. If, we'll have press releases. We'll what have... if Swaggy E decides that you're not Swaggy anymore? Well, that's never going to happen. You don't know that. You see me in my suit right now? You don't know that. I look damn good. Swaggy. Swagalicious. Swaggy Wednesdays coming soon. Swaggy E and Swaggy G. I have no words.
words for this. We're moving on. We're getting into high school sports talk because I've I've officially had it with. You've Greg's already ruined team. this podcast. We shouldn't even talk about high school sports because you ruined it. They I don't deserve it. this. I ruined it because I didn't give Tim Lincecum a shout out. Yeah. Why would I give Tim Lincecum a shout out? Because he's better than anything the A's have ever had. Have ever had ever have ever maybe had. Ricky Henderson's better. Maybe Ricky Henderson. That's what about do you it. mean? Maybe that's about it. That's literally the only player. I'll give Ricky Henderson. That's it. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're moving on. I've I've heard enough. Of Who's this. better? Who's better? Tell me. You want to just go? I'm not even going to go through this conversation because this is so ridiculous. You said maybe Ricky Henderson's better. You said maybe. I said yeah, he's better. Fine, he's better. He's far better. He's better. Tim Lincecum was the best pitcher for years in the league. 2008-2009 Cy Young Award winner. Domination. No one could hit him. He was a freak. Literally a freak. That's why his nickname was The Freak. Just saying. Disrespect on an all-time great. All-time Bay Area great. Nonetheless. Whatever. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about the Giants. I don't consider them. I know. You you don't care about real sports. I care about the Warriors. Well, they're an eight seed right now. So is there is that even a real sport? Maybe they'll have another We, we Believe run, though. No, they won't. So you just move on. I'm, you've, I was very excited to do this podcast for a happy day, and you've just you've taken out. you sucked out my soul. Your point. soul. Your soul is destroyed. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, Greg's destroyed. Okay, anyway, Greg's soul is destroyed, but what's not destroyed? What's coming back, actually, is high school sports. <clears throat> Cross country's officially returned in the CIF, California, the Bay Area. We've seen some cross country meets across the region kind of commence over the past week. Menlo Atherton just competed a couple of days ago. They won their cross country meets. We've got some on Thursday as well. Yesterday there was Liberty against Heritage. They're calling it, calling it a non-league matchup before they officially get into league play up in the Bay Valley Athletic League. You've got De La Salle at Jesuit on Saturday. Those are only just some of the few cross-country meets out there. There's obviously plenty going on. But West Coast Preps, of course, will have coverage of some of these events going forward at westcoastpreps.com. You can see photos and such alike on the website. Other sports are also coming back as well. With the tier system we've got in place in California, golf could begin earlier this week on February 8th. Tennis could start earlier this month on February 1st. Swimming and diving, same date as tennis, February 1st. And then track and field can start on March 22nd, so a little over a month away. Yeah, and also once the red or the substantial tier is here, we can be in other sports like football, lacrosse, soccer, volleyball, and water polo. So we are close to getting a full schedule of sports here back in the bay area high school sports is returning like you said cross country is the first one to officially have some matches uh, or some meets i should say and like you said we'll be covering some of those events on westcoastpreps.com so i'm excited to finally have some sports obviously it's been a lot of fun driving down to la it's a lot of miles put on the car though i'm excited that you know cover some of these other sports and also stay here in the bay area stay local um it's going to be a lot of fun can't wait for us to have some normalcy back with some of these sports coming back yeah so well we're starting to at least hear some stuff is coming back out here again there's going to be more travel football in march so there's going to be plenty of high school sports going on with cross country track starting all these other sports we mentioned golf tennis swimming 
when baseball comes back. If we do have high school football at the CIF level as well, we'll have that. Basketball's the baseball, so everything. <clears throat> going to get busy. You're going to see so much content at westcoastpreps.com, especially with now interns on staff. Jake Morrissey today had a story on Liberty football, just what it means to be a Liberty Lion up there, the success we've seen there. 2019-110 games was an NCS Division I semifinals before losing by one score to Pitt. The year before Liberty won its first ever state title in 2018, they got a new coach, Matt Hayes, takes over for Ryan Partridge, who we just saw recently. Now on the University of Arizona's football staff. Yeah, and giving some Bay Area scholarship opportunities as well to some of the big-time guys around here. Yeah, so Liberty's got a great culture there. Hayes is continuing on this tradition and creating his own great legacy up there in Brentwood. So check out jakestorywestcoastpreps.com. You've seen Willie Lapori's story on Justin Sienna's also on the website. Just the success they've had under Brandon LaRocco. Last year won eight games, NCS semifinalists as well. They've won the top passers in the North Coast section in California in Hudson Beers. So many stories coming up. Jake also had a story on the Bishop O'Dowd cross-country program. The boys and girls teams are really ready to make some noise this season. That was up a couple days ago on the site as well, so just stay tuned for all of this coverage with interns and so many sports starting to get covered yeah i'm excited for you know the next six months as we get through the rest of the 2020 2021 school year it's going to be a lot of fun west coast preps we have a lot of stuff in the works a lot of stuff that you guys have no clue of what we're going to do in terms of coverage um, obviously because we just haven't been able to roll it out yet and so there's a lot of excitement within our organization getting ready to put out all this fantastic content and just to bring out even more excitement for the kids more coverage for the kids and like we said we did this for the kids because they deserve even more coverage than what they get right now definitely and sure la is a long drive like five six hours without traffic when you get there in five the 405 whatever whatever there's too many freeways there it's ridiculous it seems like when we get to corona we're switching freeways like six times but it's totally worth it, all those miles for the kids to get them covered, especially in a time period where we've seen it's different here compared to any other time period we've ever seen in life. Remember, we were talking, we thought maybe this would last a month, or now we're 11 months into this thing, right? Where we're mostly doing virtual and social distancing stuff still. Now kids at least are getting some sports back. We're able to cover them. It's going to be fun. And also, one of those content things we just started, I know we announced Diamonds in the Rough, a month ago, that recruiting service for football players of all levels were mentioning their stats, film, measurables, coaches' quotes, a paragraph written by us about the kids, and then also their GPA, a way to help a lot of kids across the Bay Area get recruited. Our first one came out today at westcoastpreps.com. You can see the tab there as well, so stay tuned for the first team and the first group of kids that gets featured on their coaches. Be sure to check your emails, fill out these forms, get a lot of your kids more recognition, more notice, more coverage. We have a lot of different colleges, recruiting coordinators following us, checking up on some of the athletes and their stories. So definitely be a part of this new venture with us. Yeah, and that's another thing, another part that we're rolling out. It's going to be a lot of fun helping out these kids just get to the next level, pursuing their dreams, whether that's football, whether that's becoming a doctor, whether that's becoming um, a psych major, whatever their dreams entails, 
uh, West Coast Preps is here to try and help everyone fulfill their dreams, just like we, Chris and I, have been able to do over the last six months. Definitely. And then another thing pertaining to football guys going to the next level and beyond, we've got some Bay Area products preparing for the NFL draft. We talked to one of them actually on Wednesday. We'll have a story up on him soon. We had a one-hour interview and conversation with Nashawn Wright. I'm sure some of you guys recognize his name in the Bay Area. Went to James Logan from East Palo Alto. He and his brother Rajon, especially Rajon, were featured on Last Chance U at Laney College because Rajon was on the team that season. In 2019, Nashawn had just finished up there, went to Oregon State, and now just declared for the NFL draft recently after his junior year at Oregon State. Setting up to go pro and hear his name on draft night coming up in late April, but He's one of the guys we'll get into him in a little bit. But obviously the big name, one of the big names everybody talked about in college football this season, not just in the Bay Area, but everywhere. You'd see just highlights of his hurdles, trekking guys, everything this guy did. Najee Harris, the Antioch graduate, was phenomenal. He was. He's one of the all-time Alabama great running backs. As he had a fantastic year this year, like he has had done just about every year since his sophomore season back at Antioch. He's projected right now by NFL.com and WalterFootball.com to go number 23 in the NFL draft to the New York Jets, which me as a Patriots fan, I do not want to see because I can't root for him if he goes to the Jets. I just can't do it. I hate the Jets. So I'm going to project he's not going to the Jets just because I don't want him to. It's not a guarantee, but it's just a projection. But like I said, Andy, our graduate, went to Alabama, and we all saw what he did this past season. But some of his statistics at Antioch, his senior season, he went 2,776 rushing yards with 36 touchdowns. And that was following up his junior season, where he went 2,744 rushing yards, also another 36 touchdowns. Also including he had his sophomore season, where he had 2,200. 63 rushing touch or rushing yards, sorry, and 23 touchdowns. Dude has been a beast for a long time. Yeah, he has been. He had everything together, even some of his <laughs> freshman year stats at Antioch. 7,948 career rushing yards as a Panther. The fourth most rushing yards in California high school football history. He was in the Army All-American Bowl in 2017, a first-team parade All-American a Bobby Dodd National High School Running Back of the Year Award winner his senior season. And the things he helped Antioch accomplish on the football field were incredible. Sophomore season, seven wins, a North Coast Section Division I quarterfinals appearance his sophomore year. In 2014, they lost to Foothill, a team that was loaded that season, that had Kyle Kearns, who played at Wake Forest for a little bit. Isaiah Langley went to USC. They had Isaiah Floyd, who went to Arizona State now at the University of Hawaii. And in 2015, they won 11 games. North Coast Section Division I semifinals appearance his junior season. They were Bay Valley Athletic League champs, won a perfect 10-0 in the regular season, and they were a two-point conversion away from beating Fo- Foothill and getting revenge from the year prior. They lost 55-54 to in overtime. Najee Harrison overtime was stopped at the goal line on that two-point try. Foothill that year had Ben Wilder as a quarterback, he went to Fresno State. Now he transferred. He's going to college football division one still in the state of Louisiana. Just put his name in the portal. Now moving out there to the south. And they had Isaiah Floyd his senior season. So Antioch's done some incredible things when Najee was there. Then his senior season, eight wins. North Coast section division one runner-up finished to Monavist in 2016. 
which also had Jay Kanner, who we just saw had a fantastic season at Fresno State after transferring from the University of Washington. But Najee's done so many incredible things, and he did this at Alabama too. He went to Alabama, kind of he picked the Crimson Tide over so many big name schools as a contentious five-star prospect, the number one prospect in America by three different outlets. He had Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, Cal, USC, UCLA, pretty much any school you can name. They want a Najee's talent, so you can see why. He finishes Alabama's all-time leading rusher, 3,843 career rushing yards. We've seen the running backs they've had. Mark Ingram, Josh Jacobs, I mean, you name it. TJ Yeldon was there recently. Derrick Henry, now look at what he's doing in the NFL. Then he is the all-time leading rusher in touchdowns at Alabama for total scores 57, 46 of those rushing, 11 receiving. Those 46 rushing touchdowns are the most in Alabama history. His 4,624 all-purpose yards are the second most in Alabama history. And he was a Doak Walker Award winner. His final season at Alabama when he just put up ungodly numbers. Yeah, and his godly numbers were 1,466 rushing yards, the third most in the country behind Iowa State's Brees Hall, who had 1,572, and Texas San Antonio's Sincere McCormick, 1,467 rushing yards. Like you mentioned, 26 rushing touchdowns this year, most in the country, five more than anyone else. Brees Hall finished with 21 and 11 more than anyone else in the SEC when South Carolina's Kevin Harris had 15. Where does he rank in the all-time Alabama running backs? I mean, you've had a lot of grades. You mentioned him, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, you you forgot Damian Harris uh, on the Patriots. So many. You know, why, I don't know why you yeah, skip over the Patriots guy. you how many names there are? <laughs> there are. It's insane. And he broke so many records, and Alabama is just a, such a dynastic program down there in Bama. Where does he rank, though? I mean, you saw some other guys, they won Heisman's. He got snubbed by his own team, essentially, obviously. Yeah, you look at a Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, right? yeah. it was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, that team was insane, but he put up better numbers than those guys that did win Heisman's. So where does he rank in the all-time Alabama history? It's hard to put someone ahead of a Heisman Trophy winner, right, like Derrick Henry, but we could also make the case... I'm so mad to say Christian McCaffrey should have won the Heisman. No disrespect to Derrick Henry. I think you just disrespected him. Maybe it's disrespect, but I don't mean it that way. Because a lot of people wanted McCaffrey to win that year. But Who's the better running back between those two right now? McCaffrey or, or Henry? I might have to go Henry right now, honestly. Just because McCaffrey's had some injury problems recently. But when McCaffrey's been healthy, we've seen what that guy's done in every aspect of the game. Yeah. He's all around a better coming out of the backfield. Yes. Derrick Henry is a better pure running back. I, yes. I think that's the best way to put yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely the, I think that's the perfect way to put it. But It's remained to be seen, though, with uh, with Najee, where he ranks in the all-time Alabama. You obviously have recency bias right now, as we just saw him play, just won a national championship with them. But he's definitely up there. You saw how many records he broke this year. He ran the ball so hard. He... Scored so many touchdowns. Total touchdowns, 57, like you said. It's just insane. All-time leading rusher with almost 4,000 yards. Najee Harris is going to do some big things, though. I mean, if you're the all-time leading rusher at Alabama, it's hard to not have you at number one. Right? I mean, it's... It's a historic program. I was program. really impressed when I watched Derrick Henry at Alabama. You can 
kind of see what was going to happen. But when I watched Najee, it was just a whole different ball game watching that guy compared to so many others in my lifetime. It, it was almost like when you were watching McCaffrey at Stanford or you're watching Reggie Bush, right? I'm not making comparisons between those three. Who was the best between those three? Reggie Bush, obviously, was. you could argue might be the best college football player of all time, of course. Yeah. But One of my favorite players. I think a lot of people's right. But Najee Harris, what he did when I watched him was just one of the best performances I've ever seen in my lifetime. And we've seen incredible ones from those guys I mentioned that were running backs. Johnny Manziel, Vince Young, Matt Leiner. This goes on and on. Yeah. And the fact that he's even in the conversation as one of the best seasons. He's probably has one of the best seasons in the history of college football to not win the Heisman Trophy. Or at least not even be in the finalist, which was insane because he did have that great of a year. Now, what's your sort of projection for him in the draft and coming up in the in his NFL career? The Jets seem like a really good possibility, right? Especially running back spot, I think. The only guy you really thought that could be just some early picks in the NFL draft that we've seen, meaning Ezekiel Elliott out of Ohio State, was going to be a really high pick. Saquon Barkley out of Penn State was just an absolute freak. The Giants picked him up there. Number two pick in that draft. Najee, though, probably going to go late first round. I think that's a good fit, especially the Jets. That Le'Veon Bell, Adam Gase thing just to not work out. Nothing it, for the Jets no. to work out. And, and, but Le'Veon Bell's had those situations recently. I think they could use a running back like Najee. A good pick at number 23, too, I would say. I think that's a great fit for the organization, for him to go and kind of be that guy right away. I can see the Jets happening. But somewhere between, I would say, picks 22 to the end of the first round is really realistic for him. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, one place, obviously, you know, the mock drafts have come out. But this free agency is going to be insane with how many quarterbacks are out there this year. You know, so things are going to change. You have the Chicago Bears in there at 12. Najee would fit in Chicago, I think, with that, you know, with that culture, I think Chicago would be a good fit, but obviously they are looking at quarterback, but they could trade for a quarterback. If the craziness of this offseason is going to be quite insane, I believe, um, because there's so many guys available. Russell Wilson's upset with, with everyone right now as well. So it's going to be interesting. I think he goes in the late teens, honestly. I see him moving towards the late teens instead of necessarily the the late 20s or early mid-20s that they have him projected at. I'm over here trying to look at the order. I cannot find it, though. Do you get you got the order somewhere? Yeah, I've got it right now. Yeah, so if we're going to the late teens. ESPN is trying to make me pay for it. Now we've got some projected trades going on through here, NFL.com, but we can pull up just what it's supposed to look like. In that late first round, in those late teens, like you mentioned, which is what you're projecting for Najee. All right, here we go. I got it. Arizona at 16. They don't need a... Well, I mean, they could use a running back, but I don't think they're going to be taking a running back. And the Raiders at 17 just doesn't... That's not a fit right now. No, Josh Jacobs is there. He's got that job secure and handy. Devontae Booker looked good, too. Miami Dolphins is not a bad bad fit, though. They could use a, a big running back. Uh, Washington football team, they got a, a couple of running backs. There's the Bears again at 20. Like I said, Bears I think would be a good fit for Najee. So I could see him going to Miami. Chicago is a good fit. Indy has their running back. 
Tennessee, obviously, with Derrick Henry has their running back. 24 to the Steelers. Definitely a ground and pound team, you know, with their history. Not a bad fit there either. So, one of those, I think it's one of those three spots. Obviously, the Jets, but I'm just not going to. Not going to pick them because I don't want him to go there because I want to root for him. But if he goes to the Jets, I just can't do it. Well, you can root for him every week except against the Patriots. <clears throat> you just root for him to do well, not the Jets, though. Yeah, but if he's going to go off for 200 yards, they're they're going to play well. So No, the Jets will find ways to lose. Have you seen that franchise? I don't want him to go to a losing franchise. I mean, the Jets franchise is a mess. They haven't been good since the butt fumble. Mark Sanchez. Another USC great. It's been a while since we've heard his name as a player. Oh, yeah. And when did he retire? Last time he played was with the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, back when he was a Cowboy for a cool minute. But, yeah, no, I just don't want him to go to the Jets. I don't want it. Not going to happen. Not going to happen? Okay. No. You want to put the GMT guarantee on it? No, that? I can't do it because I don't necessarily believe it because it's a good fit and it might possibly happen. But So I can't put a guarantee. It's just a GMT hopeful. So it's a GMT hopeful. I like the sound of that. Another guy who is an absolute star in college from the Bay Area as well, Javon Holland, Bishop O'Dowd product, a safety, went to the University of Oregon. His brother Jameer, for some that I remember, played at Foothill, was a great defensive back and running back for the Falcons. Javon Holland ended up going to Bishop O'Dowd, though, and he's just been a star his entire life in football. WalterFootball.com projects Holland as the number 28 pick to the New Orleans Saints. NFL.com has Holland going in the third round as the number 80 pick to the Las Vegas Raiders. And the stuff he did at Oregon was remarkable. He was a Jim Thorpe Award semifinalist as a sophomore as a duck. Nine career interceptions there in a couple of seasons at Oregon. He was the first Oregon player in over a decade to lead the team in interceptions in two straight seasons. Jairus Bird was the last player to accomplish that feat. In 2006 and 2007, Javon Holland did that 2018 and 2019. Yeah, and he did not play his junior season at Oregon as he decided to prepare for the NFL draft, but he was a consensus four-star recruit out of Bishop O'Dowd. In 2017, he was the NCS co-defensive player of the year. He had five interceptions his senior year while also leading O'Dowd in receiving with 1,012 yards and 12 touchdowns on only 35 catches dynamic as well division three state semifinals appearance he can do it all um like you said new orleans is projected for one las vegas raiders for the other one both would be good fits both probably need another defensive back javon holland obviously a great athlete very dynamic um he can do just about anything for your team and he's going to be a leader in that defensive backfield so excited to see where he goes. We have a lot of great talent out of the Bay Area. Like we've been saying for ever since we started this, there's talent all over in this Bay Area. Um, Javon Holland's just another one of those greats. Yeah, those both seem like logical fits. The Raiders seems like a really good fit. They could use safeties right now, but again, it's the Raiders. Depends on what they're going to do in the draft. They might reach for other guys. They might get fits that don't make sense. They might just go for another speedy receiver that they really don't need. John Gruden's just... He's smart sometimes. And then he's just a dumb person other times. It doesn't make sense. They they need, they really do need to focus on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they need some defense. They need to stop worrying about adding receivers and start focusing on that secondary 
Well, pretty much the entire defense. Yeah, the whole defense, basically. Um, if you're going to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, then you need defense. We saw in the Super Bowl, you need a front line or front four. You need to rush the passer and then have seven back playing defense, covering Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all of them, assuming they're going to stay together for a few more years. So, Javon Holland be a good fit. He can probably keep up with Tyreek a little bit. Come, come and lay and hit down on Travis Kelsey. Las Vegas Raiders, I, I think you found a, maybe your defensive back of the future. Yeah, I, I do like the sound of that. It just seems like a very logical fit. Now we'll see how the draft process shakes out. Of course, a lot of things change on draft night, especially when you get to those later rounds. You're going to see a lot of deals made between different teams. It's going to be a crazy offseason. You know, with all the quarterbacks, this is going to rival the NBA offseason with the craziness, I think, because there's going to be tons of trades. There's tons of teams looking to, to compete this year, um, obviously, for... Us, our two favorite teams, the Patriots, are looking to get back into the playoffs. The Raiders are looking to get in the playoffs for the first time in quite a while. Do they move on from Derek Carr? Do they get Deshaun Watson, where they've been rumored to be in those talks as well? Carson Wentz is going to be on the move. We all know that's going to happen. And then, obviously, you got a bunch of great prospects coming coming up this year as well. So it's going to be an insane offseason. And there's one more guy that we're going to talk about. We talked about it a little bit, but... Uh, Nashawn Wright, who we got to talk to on Wednesday. Yes, we did. Just finished up his career at Oregon State. He's in his last semester there, but he's training down in Southern California in Orange County right now. Finishing up this semester online, and he's going to get his degree in sociology. Really wants to be a mentor for a lot of youth in the community when he's older. A guy that he's really looked up to that's coached him his whole life, Eric Washington Jr., who we know really well. Kind of wants to have similar involvement as him in terms of mentoring kids on and off the field. Showing them the way, giving them hope, and giving them just a positive future and a positive outlook on life, no matter what you're going through. And Sean Wright went to James Logan. Kind of a crazy life story, as we mentioned, we spoke with him for an hour on Wednesday. The story will be up here soon in the coming weeks at westcoastpreps.com. He had some times, kind of a low GPA freshman year in high school, right? Then he really, he's just a competitor, flipped that switch in the classroom, really turned the corner as not just an athlete, but a student athlete as well. Ended up at Laney College for a little bit. Played there. Won a state championship at Laney College in 2018. An all-conference player. Had four picks that season. Then he went to Oregon State. Picked there over some other offers like the Boise State, San Jose State, and those kinds of schools. And he did very, very well at Oregon State, too. Yeah, he did. His 2020 junior stats, he started and played in every single game. Coaches gave him all Pac-12 honorable mention where he had 30 tackles, one sack, and two interceptions, along with four pass breakups. And this dude is a great kid. He's going to do successful in life no matter what he does, where he goes. He's going to be successful. A great, really attributes his family and wants to help his family along the way as well. Wants to help out East Palo Alto as well. So, Nashawn's going to do great things. Obviously, he's going to be looking forward to draft night. He's really working his butt off as we... You know, got to talk to him about what he's working on, what he's doing, and stuff like that. So look out for his story on westcoastpress.com. That's going to be coming up here soon. Yes, definitely. He was a really fun interview. His family, just great, great athletes. Rajon, now at Oregon State. Like Sean just finished up there. He was a great defensive back at Laney College as well. When he was there, he was one of the top junior college prospects in America. Went to Oregon State. Now he's playing there. But Nashawn Wright... 
he's excited for draft night, excited to see where his name gets called, where he ends up with. He grew up a Raiders fan, but at this point he's a fan of every team. He doesn't really care. He just wants a chance to get his name some data, maybe put on that gold jacket and win some Super Bowls. Yeah, and I think he has all the right goals. Like you said, his dream destination is Oakland, or sorry, Las Vegas. Man, I still want to call him the Oakland Raiders every time. Las Vegas sounds cool, though. It doesn't sound right, though. I'm used to it. I, st- I still say Oakland sometimes. But anyways, he, his dream destination would be to play for the Las Vegas Raiders and go to Vegas and play for them. But he just wants the opportunity. He said some schemes that he thinks he'd fit in is the likes of Atlanta and Seattle as well. So he's got a lot of options out there, and I think that he's going to figure it out and he's going to have a good time. Yeah, definitely. So stay tuned for more stuff as a lot of these athletes get ready for the NFL draft. Stories we have on a lot of different athletes from the Bay Area coming up as well that are now in college, pros, etc. So stay tuned for that at westcoastpreps.com. But that does it for this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. I know it's President's Day weekend, Valentine's Day weekend. I hope everybody Tim has. Tim wants to come. Edition. Sorry. I had, I had to throw it in there. Junior Seau edition. Yep. But that wraps it up for the 55th episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Follow us on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Subscribe to our YouTube page. And follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. Because I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone.